Hello, everyone. It's your girl, Morgan McHale, and we are back with another episode. Of course, it seems like on every single episode, I say I'm so excited because I am always <laughs> to share um, to share new views, to share new people with you all, for you all to follow them, to get to know them, and to get to know their stories, because that's what this podcast is about. So today, we have a special guest, and her name is Emily. I'm going to pass it to Emily so she can explain who she is and why she is here today. Go ahead, Emily. Hi, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm just like so excited to be able to like chat with you and share kind of my story and things like that. So I'm Emily. I have three kids. Um, five, three, and 10 months old. Um, I'm a wife to Dominic. He's a pastor at Church on the North Coast. Um, and we campus pastor Valley View Campus, and it's so awesome. Um, I do photography on the side, so kind of a little bit of me there. So, um, yeah, so Morgan. What's, it sounds I'm like sorry. you do a lot. So <laughs> yeah. she I love how she said that she do like photography on the side. Like that's not like her whole business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's not her whole business. She like, I do photography on the side. No, like, she's like a whole photographer. Like uh book mini sessions with her at all. Okay. Like she does this for a living. She's been doing this, but let's get into it. So y'all heard what she said. She's a mother, okay? She's a mother of three, not one. Not two, but three. Okay. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm over here trying to navigate what it's like to be a mother of one. And I feel like I'm about to rip my edges out. Child, (laughs) postpartum, they probably already didn't fell out. (laughs) How is it being a wife to a pastor and also being a basically a full-time mom? Because motherhood is a full-time job. I'm realizing like it never stops. It is. No, it really is. And Morgan, you're doing a fantastic job. I feel like the first kid is the hardest because you're having to learn everything, like everything. everything. Yes. So it gets easier, even though there's more, it's like, okay, I got this. Like you kind of have a feeling of like, I know what I'm doing, but being a pastor's wife and having three children, it's a, it's a lot. It's busy. Um, you know, I, I try to be there as much as I can for Dominic to support and be there for him and encourage him, pray for him. Um, but also like give my attention and focus to our three little ones running around. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, sometimes it looks like me watching service online because I can't get all three of them ready without him and get there on time. (laughs) And I kind of like, remember my mom, uh, she had five kids, and um, she's a pastor's wife as well. Wow. And so she, I remember one time she told me, um, she was like, Emily, I just remember one Sunday I was just crying because the morning was just chaotic and I couldn't get myself together. Couldn't get the kids ready and uh, called my dad and she's like crying, you know, I can't make it. And he's like, it's okay. Just stay home. I thought that was so cool because, you know, as a pastor, I feel like it's, you know, you need to be there with your husband and you need to show up and like have your kids be there and all this different stuff. And for him to kind of be like, it's okay. Like stay home with the kids. You know, you're fine to not be here. It kind of just like gave her that reassurance, like and peace of not needing to kind of like, she always felt pressure from like people to show up women. Yeah. Especially yeah. like women there in the, in the church. And I think this is like, you know, back in the day, kind of like how people made you feel. Yeah. 
in, in leadership. Yeah. Like she was expected to play piano and sing. She couldn't do either of those, you know? So. Right. But the reality is when it comes to even like navigating in spaces like that, one thing that I have learned, even being in this position before I even became a mother was that your home is your first ministry. You Absolutely. Know? And yeah. so I think if people like put that in the forefront of their minds of like, you being a mother, you're learning how to steward over, just like you said, praying for your husband, covering him, and then mm-hmm. also praying and covering your children and taking yeah. care of them all at one time. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's where, if that's where, like, God has you in that moment, that's where he has you. So everything else has to come after that. And yeah. I know, like, that's so hard to, like, wrap our heads around when it comes to, like, the world versus the word. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it kind of, like, takes the pressure off of you a little bit as a mom, you know, cause it's, there's a lot of pressure to it and there's people outside like putting pressure on you too. And, um, what I've kind of learned is having grace and not perfection, <laughs> like not being perfect for other people not being perfect. Cause I want to be perfect, but having grace for myself, having grace for others. And then like having grace in my calling, like all of those three things are so important and relieves kind of like the pressure of the world that put you know that they put on you so so being a mom and being in this space that you're in because now at this point to me you seasoned okay (laughs) (laughs) I ain't seasoned but you seasoned um what is that what does that grace look like on a daily basis for you that's a good question on a daily basis like man Morgan (laughs) I lose my cool on a daily basis and so (laughs) I know it's hard to believe no um I gosh I constantly have to stop in my tracks and you know say I do lose my cool or um like I try to be this perfect mom I kind of have to like stop myself and and say okay no I'm gonna have to just let go of this this Mm -hmm. thought of what I need to be and what it needs to get done, I just need to let go with it and kind of just go with the flow. I feel like sometimes that could be hard for some people because not very many people are as laid back, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but standing there, letting go of the thoughts and then asking the Lord, like, okay, <laughs> Holy Spirit, Lord, like, give me, give me the grace that I need for today to walk it out and to not rip my kid's head off. <laughs> because (laughs) it is hard it's stressful it's hard um because we carry a lot so yes yeah I I mean I totally I totally agree with you like I said you seasoned in there because even with my baby right now I'd be like oh my gosh like are you done crying right are you finished crying can we have a conversation I'm sitting here talking to my kid like she's 10 years old (laughs) even though she's only like three months and I'm like are you okay do you (laughs) you need from me what do you need yeah Yeah. I love that you brought up what you try to be a perfect mom so when you say you try to be a perfect mom what does that mean to you I think like there's there's so much to it I think Um, part of it could be looks part of it could be how you raise your children Um, you know nowadays people are all over social media and you see like what a a perfect mom should look like on social media and what real life is is not that (laughs) like your perfect clean home is not 
not reality. <laughs> so, so what you're saying and, is like, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I try to keep a clean house, but man, <laughs> last night Dominic helped me. Thank goodness. Because I was like, I cannot wake up another morning with this house like this. Looking crazy. <laughs> but, I realized yeah. that like, um, my friends who have multiple children, like it's like they go clean up and then like maybe two hours later it's right back to where it started. And you're like, yeah, I wait till the night when they go to sleep. But by that time, you're exhausted. So sometimes I get to it the next day. It's just, you know, you just play by ear. But yeah, being a perfect mom looks like so many different things, you know, like your diet and or, you know, I don't know. I think it could be different for for everybody. Um, what you perceive as a perfect mom is. Um, but let me tell you something. There is not a perfect mom out there. No, it's not. <laughs> There's no such thing as a perfect mom. You know, I thought like growing up, I would raise my kids a certain way and that's changed, you know, and like just everything, you know, so one of the things my house, you, what were you going to say? I said, just my house, you know, keeping a clean home. It's going to be perfect. You know, it's not. <laughs> one thing I've learned on this journey so far is like, um, control. Yeah. <laughs> and the lack thereof right yeah, um, so how do you handle yourself when you feel like you need to be in control like how do you allow the holy spirit to lead you versus emily wanting to do what emily wants to do in those moments when it comes to parenting and being a mother or just being in different positions as a woman yeah i um i'm very stubborn and so i always <laughs> like to do what i want to do and I think, uh, first of all, getting married first has taught me how to let go and Ooh. to not have control because, you know, then now you have to consider another person and, um, you have to let go and of your control sometimes on what you, your agenda is and what you want to do. And I'm so stubborn. I'm like, nope, it's my way or the highway. And so I think like the Holy Spirit has really, um, opened my eyes to this over the years. And I think even more recently um, of where I am not good in this area um, to, to let go of control is really hard. And the kids will teach you that too, obviously, like having a baby that wakes up in the middle of the night, like you have no control over it. I had to do it last night, you know, like <laughs> five thirty, six o'clock, six thirty. You're like, are you kidding me? I just want sleep. <laughs> But I think like it teach children teach you control or how to uh, let go of being controlling mm -hmm. your spouse. And then I, this is just like a prayer of mine, like Holy Spirit, like teach me and show me where I need to be better at mm -hmm. this, like in this area in my life, because um, right now I can tell that I'm not very good at it, you know, and I think that's good to recognize and then to also like work on that. So. I love that you said that because you're right. It is good to recognize those things because once you allow the Holy Spirit in, then the Holy Spirit can do the work as long as you're willing, right? But he yeah. just really needs a willing heart. And I know like, I don't know for you, but like even being in this space, like when you become a mother, like your prayer time changes, like yeah. everything mm -hmm. changes because you're working your schedule or everything that you used to do around these yeah. people to make sure that they're taken care of first and then you have to find time for you so emily what is like self-care look like for you as you being in all these different positions yeah it's um 
I have to legitimately make time for it, like put it in my calendar and like make time for it. As far as like having time with the Lord, that not really, but like a self-care as in like going and taking care of myself, whether it be like something that I love to do, like shopping or nails or um, recently I've loved being able to like go to coffee shops and edit away from home, like edit the Mm -hmm. photos away from home. That's been a game changer for me because it feels like I'm going and doing something for myself and on my own uh, without spending a ton of money because your girl can shop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as far as like, like time with the Lord, it's been so tricky for me. And I feel like a lot of moms could relate with this, but finding that time is so difficult because the moment you wake up, it's like the kids need to be fed. Mm -hmm. You know, this diaper needs to be changed. And then this kid needs to have clothes on and like your day starts as soon as you wake up. Yeah. And so it's like, you get through half the day and you're like, Oh Lord, like you almost forget. Like, yeah, I didn't take time in my day yet to be with you. Yeah. And I find a lot of like shame and guilt in this personally, just being transparent with you because I know it's not good, you know, like like taking that time to sit down and read your word and um, like having that moment with the Holy Spirit. I think now, like I'm learning, it looks different. It doesn't look like how it looked like when I was single, how it looked like when I was married, it looks completely different. It looks like going and grabbing the laundry and saying, Lord, how has your day been, you know, Mm -hmm. and just like being in constant um, communication with him. And, um, in the mornings I've started to wake up and we'll, we'll come downstairs and before I cook breakfast or maybe after I'll put on Google, we have like the whole Google system in the house, like, Hey, Google play worship music. And it's just going to be on for the rest of the day. It just ends up being that way. But I love it because it ushers in like the Holy spirit and his presence immediately. And it just like makes my day better. (laughs) I feel like the Lord is near, um, And it's just when I'm like doing my normal mom things and, but it's a constant reminder, like the Lord's with me and to be in communication with him. So it doesn't look the same, you know, it's just like, it's not what I necessarily want it to be my time with the Lord. Um, I I would love to just be able to lay on the floor and just play worship music and just be like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) to do just like, all right, Lord, (laughs) like I want to spend time with you. And it just doesn't look like that anymore. I don't have time to do that. (laughs) That is so real because that's like been one of my, um, I feel like that's how God prepared me for that. Um, I ain't going to lie to y'all. For those who are listening, I miss so much. I wish I would have taken it in more. I promise. (laughs) Like if I could go back, I wouldn't go back, but I would go back just for like having that time with God. Like I used to spend hours just like reading my word or just talking to God. And like, now it looks totally different. And so one of the things that I was beating myself up on, just like you said, just feeling that guilt and shame was like, yo, my alone time with God looks different now. And he's like, Morgan, you have to give yourself grace. Like you're in a new space. This is a transition. This is something that you've never experienced before. So to you, Emily, like you still, even though you three kids in, 
you still got to give yourself grace to know that like, okay, even though I may not be sitting down right now reading my word or having that one-on-one kind of like I'm talking to God throughout my day. And that's what I have to learn too. Like now when I'm telling y'all, when I hurry up and get my child down for a nap, baby, I get her down for a nap and I'm like, God, just keep her sleep so I can just get this off my chest. (laughs) And then she can wake up. And I feel like he answered those prayers for me. Like she was Uh the whole time. When God is done speaking, she wakes up and I'm like, thank Thank you, Lord. Like it's those little moments. Like I like to call them manna moments. Those moments right there that he just gives you the spiritual nourishment that you need just to keep going. So I love that you said that because I think we're probably not the only women who've had like guilt and shame around that. And just knowing, like, you know, this is, like, not as easy as people make it seem on social media. Yeah, I don't feel like it's talked about either. No. So my expectations were it's going to look the same. And when it didn't, that's when the guilt and shame came in. And I felt distant from the Lord because of that. You know, that's what made me feel distant from the Lord, the guilt and the shame, when really he wasn't. Like, he was still near. Um, But just having the grace and the freedom to, to wash over me like that and be like, this is not going to look the same. (laughs) And Lord, you understand that like, this is a season. He knows the season you're in. Mm -hmm. He just wants to be in communication with you in relationship with you. Literally. Um, And even if that looks like listening to the word in your AirPods while you're cleaning the toilet, you know, like, (laughs) No, no, she prayed for that one. I ain't going to be listening to my AirPod and cleaning the toilet. Like, what if my AirPod fell in the toilet? (laughs) That would happen to me. That would be me. I can't do that. But if I'm doing the dishes, I can do that. There we go. But you know what's funny is I've even said, like, man, I I have AirPods and I I hardly use them just because I feel like I always have to have, like, a listening ear. Like, I cannot have noise blocked because I need to know if this is broken or if this kid gets into this or if Jackson's crying, you know what I mean? Yes. So I'm like, I haven't found a good moment where I can just do that. But um, sometimes it's like when I'm getting ready, I'll, I'll like play it on my phone or something and just, just have it. Like, so that you yeah. still have hearing different places. Yes. It's so good. I love that we even <laughs> just talked about that. So I know that when I actually first went to church on the North coast, um, <laughs> Me and my husband, I had just moved down here and um, it was a lot at one time. So I was in like a whole bunch of different transitions in my life. Um, I had just gotten married, moved to a different state. And then we had found out that we were pregnant and we had a miscarriage on top of that. So we're coming into this new space. We don't know none of these people. Okay, y'all. But they just greeted us with so much love. Um, And it was just so, to me, it was so weird. I was like, yeah. These people don't know us. Like, why are yeah. they in my business? But it's a genuine <laughs> in my business. <laughs> I'm like, this is so weird. Like, okay. Yeah. So when we got there, it was just like we experienced a different type of love. And I know that um me getting introduced to you, somebody was like, Yeah, like they talked about that they just had a miscarriage. And I was like, that's what I needed in that moment. I was like, somebody else who have had a miscarriage because the reality yeah. was. I wasn't thinking about having kids. I wasn't trying to have kids for like a whole year. And then I get pregnant and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and you just start getting excited. Yeah, Yeah. you start getting excited a little bit. And then it was just like, okay, but what now? Like, yeah, what was the purpose, God? (laughs) You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. that was what was going through my head. But 
I'm so happy that the Holy Spirit has given me so much revelation behind it now, but even with you. So that's what I kind of want to talk about. Like, how was the experience for you? Yeah, no, I think it was really cool how God orchestrated that. He did. Because I think that was like the first time of me meeting you. And we were able to talk about that deep situation. Like, why were we talking about something so deep like that? But I was just like, I just need to know. Like, (laughs) (laughs) No, I think God did that, you know, because I think we both needed it. Um, but that was, you know, I, you always think that that's never going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. And when it does, it just, it completely caught me off guard. And, um, I think it will, it does for anybody. Anybody. You don't, you don't expect that, you know, when you get pregnant, um, you don't think about the worst. I mean, sometimes you do, but, um, man, that was a tricky time for my faith. I think, um, because you're like, okay, Lord, like, but why, Yeah, (laughs) you know, like, why, why did this happen? And then you go into like thinking that it was your fault or maybe it was this that I did, or, you know, that, that I ate or, you know, I was going to say, I thought I ate too many pineapples. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, but like at this, yeah. And, And it was tough. And even like being in the hospital in the emergency room and, and, um, and it's crazy. They, they call miscarriages that the medical term for miscarriages is a spontaneous abortion, abortion. Mm-hmm. which I was like, so thrown off. And the nurse was sweet. And she was like, just so you know, like this, this is what it's going to look like on your chart. But we know like, this is, you know, it wasn't, we know that mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. It's just kind of like, everything stung, you know? And then the yeah. doctor's like, oh, it's okay, honey. It happens a lot, you know? And you're like, okay, but why did it happen yeah. to me? Yeah. So <laughs> everything was really hard and you feel very alone because even though like, if you have a spouse with you and you're going through it with your spouse or partner, like you're still alone in it because they don't know how you feel. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even every time I would go to the bathroom, it was like a reminder of like what you've lost. Mm-hmm. And that went on for like two weeks you know? And so it's not like it just happens. And then you just like try to get over it. Um, I lost the baby when we were about like eight weeks along. So it was super early, um, which I feel like fortunate in a, in the tough situation that it was because I couldn't imagine if you went longer to like give birth and seeing a baby. Um, but then on the flip side of things, you're, you're sad because, you don't know if it was a boy or girl, mm-hmm. you know, to name them or you're grieving. Uh, like what would have been or yeah, what or like, been. like, Lord, like I'm, I'm like literally going to the bathroom and like flushing, I could be flushing the baby down the toilet. You know, yeah. it's just like yeah. those thoughts were in my mind. And I just felt like very alone in those thoughts. Um, but the Lord like showed so much grace through it. And like people really surrounded us and you really saw the people that really cared and loved for you in that time with, you know, flowers or chocolates or, you know, a meal or whatever the case may be. But, um, it, yeah, it shook our world, (laughs) like completely caught us off guard, but, um, we got through it and like by the grace of God and, and like you said, like the revelations and the, the things that you've learned from that, like you're going to carry for Mm -hmm. the rest of your life, you know? So So how was it with, okay, so going through the miscarriage and then having all these thoughts um, and then getting pregnant again and carrying Jackson, like, what was that experience like for you? 
Yeah, that was a little nerve wracking. I think that any woman would feel that way. I'm sure you felt that way too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, especially in the beginning, I felt like I just got to get to eight weeks, you know, because that's when I lost the other baby, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Isn't that sad? Like that's what our minds do automatically. Yes, it's very Oh my sad. gosh. It was just like the enemy. <sighs> yeah, he it just was so terrible. It's like you're like, I just gotta get to this point. And then I feel like maybe I didn't accomplish something or anything. Yeah. Like I had people reaching out to me after I had my miscarriage, like, hey, someone gave me your contact and they said that you had a miscarriage, and I'm like, and I'm currently pregnant, and I'm like, she's like, Yeah, I lost my baby at 20 weeks, and I'm like. I'm not even 20 weeks yet. And you lost your baby at 20 weeks. So you're telling me I can lose maybe at 20 weeks. Like, I was freaking out. Like, but that's the reality that we do that. Yeah. And I forgot to mention this too. Um, Before we got pregnant with that baby, we had gotten like, I'm not kidding, like seven or eight random words from people saying that we were going to have a baby boy. Mm. And it was so weird because we weren't telling people that we were trying. Um, These were people that like, are super random and not connected, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but just like, I'd sit there on one Sunday and someone texted me, like, I just see that, the, you know, the Lord is going to bless you guys with another child. And I just see a boy, like all this different stuff. Or I had a dream about you guys and you guys had another baby. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So we got pregnant. And I'm thinking, this is this the, is baby. the baby. Yeah. Oh, like that was me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so when we had the miscarriage, I was just like, so thrown off like Mm -hmm. lord like I thought this was you and like this is what you know you promised me and what's so cool about my next pregnancy was that he's a boy Mm -hmm. and the lord reminded me of those words when we found out that we were having him and it was like those words were for just a reassurance from him. It was like the Lord was showing me so much love through all of those prophecies um, during that hard time. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you went through this, but Emily, remember, this is what I said, you know, Mm, that's so powerful. Yeah. And this is, this is what I've promised you. Like, don't forget that. And I held on to it. And sure enough, we have this baby boy and it's just like, so cool, like full circle Because in that moment, like where you feel so much despair and hurt and anger and frustration, sadness, like we had to grab onto those, that word, that promise from the Lord. And then it came into fruition. And it's just, it was like so cool to see. Um, And what's weird too, is like when I was pregnant with the other baby, I legitimately felt like it was going to be a girl. Mm. not weird <laughs> no it's not weird at all to me it's not weird because I was like wait this I don't know like I don't know if it's gonna be a boy you know I know we found all these prophecies but I feel like it's a girl um but yeah so and then we ended up having our boy Jackson and so and his name means um uh God's God is gracious Ugh. it means God is gracious and I thought that was so cool because it was like yes you are you're so yes, gracious you are. Like you've gifted me with this gift that I thought we weren't going to have and your promise came true. Like it always does. So. Oh, I just love the fact that he's such a promise keeper. Like, and I think that just gives like women like us. Cause I think that a lot of times, even with you being, you know, the wife of a pastor, People like make up in their minds of how they think that you're going to be and what you should be doing. And even like being like an influencer, like they just think that you've got like this perfect life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
they think that everything's your life perfect or that you're always walking around like like that or yes. super duper happy all the time. And I'm just like, no, I'm gonna give you the real deal. This ain't that. And if that's yeah. what I'm looking for, go find somebody else because I'm not the one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but I think it's really real that we have these type of conversations because there's so many women out there who don't have like who go through it alone. Yeah, for go sure. Through it alone. And I know when I had my miscarriage, I felt alone because and then as I started to um kind of like probe in a way, because mm-hmm. so many people came to me after I just remember the Lord was like, I want you and your husband to go live and talk about the fact that you're out of miscarriage. And I said, what? Yeah. No way. Like, right. God, there's no way you're telling us to do that. But he did, though. And mm-hmm. I know why he did it now. It's because, like, at that time, we were like, both of us were in the space that we're like, we don't understand why, but we're still believing in God for the promise that he Absolutely. gave us. You, you know, know, he's still good. Um, yeah. That he's still good, that he's still sovereign in these spaces. Yeah. And then two days before Christmas, we found out that we're pregnant. And mm-hmm. it was just like, wow, God, like, yeah, you did that. What you do that? Like, yeah, and so yeah. to see a whole year later, um, or nine months later, I should say, around the time where we had a miscarriage, we're deli- like, we're giving birth. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, wow, God, like, full circle, just like you said, Emily, like, yeah. it's a full circle moment. Of God keeps his promises. It may not come in the timing that you wanted it to come in, but one thing's for certain, two things for sure, he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And so just waiting on God just to show up and show out so yeah. that he can get the glory. Not in what I did. I had a part in it, but he ultimately did yeah. it all, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I love that. I really had you on here because, <laughs> quick story, um, Emily and Dom came and they got us food. They're like, anything you want. And one of the things that Emily has said is like, you know, I felt like this was my purpose was to be a mom. And I said, never in my life <laughs> heard anybody say that before. Their purpose <laughs> is to be a mother. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what you wanted to be? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> So that's why I had to have you on here talking about motherhood because I was just like, I've never seen that perspective of someone who's just like, I really just want to be a mom. Yeah. Like, out of all things, like this is what I truly want to do. And mm-hmm. so do you feel like being a mother is still like one of the most fulfilling things? Absolutely. I think a hundred percent, you know, like we, we have our hard days and our struggle days, but a hundred percent, like I couldn't imagine my life without them. And I think any mother would say that obviously. Literally. But they teach you so much. They mm-hmm. teach you patience, <laughs> a love on another level. You know, there's so many things that they they teach you. And um, and then they just like fill this empty void too at the same time. Oh, um, but yeah, it's true. Like I I never saw myself being anything else. Like even being like a photographer, mm-hmm. never wanted to do that. Like that was never a hobby of mine. Like I literally picked up a camera three years ago. Cause I, um, had a friend that did it and I went with her to go like second shoot a wedding for fun. And I loved it. It was so fun. It was my time away from the kids. And then I thought, wow, I can just like do this and then make money on the side too, and just help out a little bit. Um, and so yes, doing that has been like very fulfilling as well, but ultimately being a mother is what I feel like I'm like really yes, called to Yes, yeah. <laughs> she's like that's what yeah. I'm called to. That is what I'm called to. Yeah, and it's it's a learning process, like day by day by day. Um, and I'm not perfect <laughs> by any means, um, but just striving for grace every single day um, is my goal. That's so beautiful. So before we wrap up, 
Um, one last question for you. What piece of advice do you have to mothers or to a mother who has lost a child? Um, what advice would you give to the women who are listening in on this? I would say create a village of people. You need people surrounding you that will encourage you, speak life into you. Um, when you're not able to, you know, stand up or get out of bed, there's people that will come and like help you clean or bring you food, whatever the case may be. But having that village of people that can pray for you and, and, and be there for you is so important. Like, like I said, when we miscarried, like, I don't know what we would have done without the people that reached out to us that brought us food. Um, we felt so loved and we felt like our spirits were lifted because of them. That's so good. And, um, and just, you know, also just to keep having faith in the Lord and to strive for grace and not perfection because there's no perfect mother or wife out there, but to always just strive for that grace, grace in yourself, grace for others and grace in your calling. That's good. She over here preaching. We need to put her in the pulpit. Okay. <laughs> Please don't put me in the pulpit. <laughs> well, I thank you so much, Emily, for tuning in. I want everybody who listened to this episode to share this with a woman who needs some encouragement, um, who needs to be loved on because this episode was just so good and it was so rich in nourishment and just like Oh, so refreshing. So I thank you so much, Emily. We thank thank you you guys and make sure, make sure you tune into the next one. Thank you so much.